0: Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, one.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, and the Griffin Foundation, I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Leora Fox on with me. Um, You would probably remember her from a previous show that we did with HD Buzz. Um, Leora is actually with HDSA, but she is also part of HD Buzz, and she's joining me today for our Thanksgiving show um, to kind of share some. news that we're very grateful and thankful for in the hd community and basically to say you know happy holidays happy thanksgiving um and you know we're we're all part of this community together and we're thankful for each other so leora thank you so much for joining me today thanks for having me lauren happy so to be let's here. yeah i'm glad to have you back um i should have like told you to to you know Bring a your song, like so you could sing it on the on the podcast. We're gonna do that <laughs> at some point. But um, <laughs> um, we are gonna start with we were actually just talking about kids and and things like that. Um, and I want to ask you a question since we were on that on that topic. Um, basically, how do you survive the holidays with little kids? <laughs> That's a good one.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I we're gonna. Travel this year. I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I have some family in Cincinnati. My sister there just had a baby, so we're gonna get on a plane and everything. (laughs) But I think, you know, just trying to be present and be together and be thankful for the health that we have and the time that we have together. So yeah, I think just staying in the moment, trying to have a lot of gratitude is, is how we get through the holidays. <laughs> but I was saying to Lauren earlier that I am always grateful for
1: daycare while I'm working. <laughs> yeah, I, that is definitely something I miss. And I'm very grateful for um, the daycare workers that we had because my kids are, um, are at an amazing place. So now that I'm doing homeschooling, they've made it easier for me uh, to know where to start. So, um, so let me ask you a question too. What do you do for HDSA? Can you tell everybody what you do for HDSA?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the assistant director of research and patient engagement. And I would say that my job involves three main areas overseeing our research programs. So the first is that HDSA funds uh, different types of research grants for HD researchers. And we really have a focus on human biology and on career development. And uh, we have uh, several programs that we put out calls for applications. So I manage all of that, uh, you know, the research grants with the help of my colleague, Kelly Andrew. Um, And then uh, we also have a lot of research communications. So that's things like our blog and our webinars. And um the ways that we put information out there about participation in clinical trials like HD trial finder. And then just, you know, kind of looking at anything in the news that that comes through and talking with our communications team about what's um, what is what is real, what is um, you know, this the the updates that we want the community to know about. And then I'd say the third, uh, the third thing is the patient engagement part of it. And so that really is Bringing family voices into the drug development process. So, I work with this amazing team of international volunteers called HD Cope, and they uh, act as advisors to different pharma companies who approach us and um, just want to understand what it's like living with HD, how they can build that experience into the design of their trials. Um, so, yeah, those are the three main things that I do at HDSA.
1: And you were recently at the HSG, the Huntington Study Group um, conference, and there was some really exciting news from there. So I think it's perfect for this show being that you know we're we're sharing what we're thankful for. and um, I think these are these are really great things. So I'm going to have you share what news came out of HSG. Sure thing, and I have to credit my
2: colleagues because I actually wasn't able to attend myself, but um, we had uh, several staff members there from HDSA, and um, yeah, they did. A, they presented some posters and did a lot of a uh, lot of connecting. But the major uh, updates from pharma companies, I would say, um, I'll start with Roche, which had been running uh, a really big trial called Generation HD One that unfortunately and really devastatingly got um, halted a few about 18 months ago, maybe even more than that at this point, almost two years ago. Um, and they are, that's testing a drug called tominersen that is injected spinally. And they're doing, they're sort of taking a step back because they believe that from some of the analyses that they did after the fact that some people in the trial might have benefited. And that was sort of younger people, with uh, sort of less severe symptoms as they began the trial, and so they have decided to to kind of reboot the Tomersen trials to a, a phase two. It's going to be called Generation HD two, um, and that is moving forward. So they talked a little bit about that at the HSD conference, and then they also announced that they that Roche is working on two other drugs for HD genetic drugs. One of them is also a spinal ASO. And this one is going to be specifically for lowering harmful Huntington, whereas Tom anderson lowers both healthy and harmful Huntington. And then um, they also announced that they're working on an oral splice modulator, basically a drug you can take by mouth that will also lower Huntington. Um, so that was, it was just really exciting to hear that they're so committed to HD. Um, They haven't announced anything about, you know, the future of actually testing this in humans. These are preclinical molecules now, um, but they are rarely committed to Huntington's disease. So I think um, I heard that the atmosphere in the room was, you know, very excited and positive when that was announced at HSG.
1: Oh, I would absolutely imagine so, because I know for me personally, when the news, you know, that they halted, I was like, that's it, they're not going to want to put any more money towards HD. Like, you know, it's, that's, it, it's over. And it was devastating. So to hear that they're not only moving forward with Generation HD two, but they're going on with two other drugs too, like, I'm so ecstatic to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> um, really, of- really happy. A lot of good minds and good
2: people in the space. And it's, it's very, very cool to see that that is continuing at Roche. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a, a couple of other things that happen, not necessarily at HSG, but within the past just couple of weeks. Um, we also had some news from Unicure. They're running a trial of a gene therapy. And this is a uh, gene therapy is something where you have genetic material Um, that gets inside of brain cells through a surgery. And um, it sort of, this genetic material can kind of teach the cells to produce this Huntington-lowering drug. Um, And so they're running a a very small trial, really about 40 people internationally. Um, And they had found in August, there was an announcement that there's a low dose and a high dose. And there were a few people who had the high dose of the drug who after the surgery had some serious neurological side effects, um, things like dizziness and, and nausea and confusion. Um, and so they took a step back and they, you know, they paused the trial to, to basically say, um, we need to put some more safety measures in place. And they did just that. Um, the people who had those side effects, those, those serious side effects resolved. And they announced just a couple weeks ago, less than that, that they are moving forward with the, with the high dose as planned. Um, so it was just really kind of a testament to the fact that a roadblock in research is not always the end of the road. Um, so I think that was a really hopeful thing that came out of uh, HSG in the last couple of weeks.
1: I love what and, you just said. Yeah. I mean, block, you know, in research is not always the end of the road that's awesome. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And then, um, another piece of news came from PTC therapeutics, which is developing an oral Huntington lowering drug. And, um, they announced a few, uh, a little while ago that they are pausing recruitment in the U S so that doesn't have anything to do with the safety of the drug. Um, they, um, They basically have to give the FDA a little bit more, um, a little bit more information from their tests in mice. Uh, We did a, HCSA had a webinar about this. You can find it on our uh, YouTube channel. That happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, But then at HSG, they also talked a little bit about what's the future of this trial. So they're continuing to recruit in different places around the world, Australia, Europe, um, and they're actually expanding the trial to include a, a larger population of people with HD. So they were originally um, focusing on, on people who had very, very early symptoms, so maybe more cognitive behavioral symptoms. Um, and now they are moving into a larger trial with uh, of people who have manifest HD, which is usually what we say when someone's been diagnosed with movement symptoms. So um yeah expanding that trial moving forward with it you know despite some regulatory hiccups in the US. Yeah I think those that's were kind exciting. of the major the major pieces of new news that came out of HST I would say.
1: Yeah well that's really exciting. Well I've been following PTC because um I think their stuff is really interesting. So um, I'm glad that they're going to include a larger population. I think that'll be really good and hopefully move things forward faster too um, by yeah, having I think, more.
2: I think more data and more opportunities is, is good all around. Of course, you want to to try and do things as fast and as focused a way as possible so that, you know, those who are outside of a trial's edge of eligibility criteria could, could hopefully access a drug one day. But um, yeah that's it's good to hear that these things are moving forward
1: so when you see all of this stuff what what is your like what are you most excited about that's
2: always the question I think it's a really tough question because I really believe very strongly that it's important not to have all of our eggs in one basket you know what I mean and that has that's never been the case with the HD field we're very fortunate to have Lots of resources and lots of different scientists and companies um, exploring a lot of different avenues. So, I mean, I'm I think um, in terms of clinical science, certainly all of these approaches, the the viral surgical approach, the oral Huntington lowering approach, those are those are really exciting. The ASO approach, all of those. Um, I think there's still a focus on Huntington lowering. Um some of these set- you know there's been some setbacks, but I think we um are you know overcoming some of those roadblocks and we'll see where it goes um I love the idea of allele selectivity it'd be great to preserve healthy huntington um and then in terms of kind of some of the um yeah some of the exciting stuff that's maybe not you know testing a drug but that I think is really exciting and important is um there are there's a new staging system that was developed by a really big, um, yeah, a, a, a really big consortium of of neuroscientists and uh, Huntington's researchers and physicians worldwide um, that basically tries to categorize early HD in a way, in similar to like when you say like, okay, somebody has stage two cancer, that has a very particular meaning, right? And so creating a system where we can um, categorize people by things like what we're finding in their blood or through brain imaging before they might really have manifest symptoms. Um, And so there's, there's different stages of this. Zero is somebody who has the HD gene, but doesn't have any other signs. And then stage one might be Things like biomarkers, so something that we can measure in the blood or in the, in the brain that will tell us, okay, there's, there's something with Huntington's disease developing now, but they don't have any symptoms yet. And then stage two is, is really where there might be some subtle symptoms that can be measured in certain ways by a doctor. And then stage three is really um, when it's starting to affect somebody's life and their abilities, um, and so, yeah, I think this staging system has, is really important in the design of trials and doing more efficient trials and selecting um, the right groups for trials. Um, it's not really getting into sort of the clinical clinical picture just yet. So you can go to a doctor and say, hey, I want to know what stage I am in this, in this system, but um, could be in the future. So I think that's biomarkers and just like how we're measuring different Different things in the brain to to tell us about what's happening in the brain before symptoms occur, so that someday we can treat people for before they have symptoms and prevent them. So that's sort of where all that research is going, and I think that's really important. Um, another thing, and, and we just the HD Buzz team just presented actually this uh, this past weekend at um, at a at the Huntington Society of Canada's virtual conference. Um, And another thing that we talked about was uh, a technique that's called single cell imaging uh, or single, Mm -hmm. yeah, single cell analysis where you really can like get very, very deep into, um, all the differences between different types of cells and different areas of the brain and understand like the genetics and the changes in genes and proteins in single cells and understanding why that makes a certain part of the brain vulnerable in Huntington's disease and what we can Mm -hmm. do about it so that was a very long-winded way of telling you what I'm
1: excited about but those are a few of the a few I want to i Did you guys uh, post anything about that? Because I'm really excited to hear more about that.
2: Yeah, I'm um, hoping that the Huntington Society of Canada
1: will make
2: those videos available. Um, they had a whole conference this past weekend virtually, um, and I know that they will make will make those videos available to the public at some point in the future.
1: Awesome, because uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about that. Um, and it's interesting that you you talked about the staging system because Dr. Sarah Tabrizi will be coming on next weekend or next week to share about that staging system. Oh goodness. Well, she's going to do that far more justice than I can because she was really instrumental in the development of it. So that's yeah, great. And I'm super excited about it. Um, I think it's a really good thing and I definitely would love to see it move into the clinical side um so we can go to doctors and be like okay what stage am I at um and that could then streamline a lot of things and resources could be easier to get um so I'm excited to have her on I'm excited that you brought up that you are you're excited about that part because I I think it's a really cool thing that um we're seeing in the community
2: Yeah, I'll just give you a little teaser, and I'm sure that Sarah's got all sorts of things to to say about it, and I'm sure she's got things she's
1: excited about, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, She definitely, I got to meet her for the first time at the HDSA convention, and I was so happy to meet her. She is so on fire to help people, Um, and, I mean, just a powerhouse, so...
2: Um, Yeah. And she's, you know, trained a whole second and third generation of, of new Huntington's disease clinicians and scientists. So we're, yeah, we're lucky to have her (laughs) and lots of others.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing that information. And, and uh, I hope that you have a really good, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and holiday season. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to say from
2: the entire HD Buzz team, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays to everyone. Um, and we, yeah, we'll be here to continue to answer questions and put out the the news as best we can. So um, happy, ho- happy and healthy holidays to everyone from all of us. Thanks, and thanks so for much. having me, Lauren.
1: Absolutely. I love to have you. Um, for those listening, please make sure that you do tune in next week. I realize that is I believe Thanksgiving weekend. Are we is that what we're looking at? Is or Thanksgiving week um this next week? Yes. So I realize people are very busy for Thanksgiving, but we will have a special show with Dr. Sarah Tabrizi um on Thursday. Um about the staging system. If you're unable to catch it, you know, live at four, then make sure to go to, um, you can go to iTunes. You can go to iHeart, Spotify, um, to our website, the help4hd.org website um, and Blog Talk Radio. You can find them all in those locations. Um, It will be posted there. I definitely recommend tuning into that show to learn about the staging system because this is going to be a, a huge change, an amazing change, a wonderful change in the community um, and something that we really need to get incorporated, not just in research, but in the clinical side where, you know, the neurologist can then work to get you to those clinical trials. So, um, So make sure to tune in next week so you're able to understand more about it. Um, and I hope that everybody has safe and happy holidays. If I don't get to talk to you, um, and until next time, take care and love you.
0: Thank you for listening.